You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Low. I hope you have snagged some fizzy housewives-inspired rosé for yourself, packing a punch at 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. I designed it perfectly inspired by some of my favorite housewives moments with my pals at Elix. It is perfect for the holidays, so head over to nofilterwine.com to stock up. That's nofilterwine.com. Okay, I'm excited. You guys know that I have been obsessed with this new show on HBO Max called 12 Dates of Christmas. I was watching it. I was screaming at my laptop with the show playing. I feel like at the end of every episode, there was a cliffhanger that just left me wanting more. Like, I don't do basic bitch bachelor shit. I do 12 Dates of Christmas because that's the we're we want good quality dating shows. Okay, so I've brought on some of my favorite all stars from 12 Dates of Christmas, which if you haven't done so yet, you're going to want to pause this and go watch the show. Go binge it this week and get ready because from 12 Dates of Christmas, I have on first up, we have on the 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 man, the myth, the legend that went from contestant to lead. Please welcome Mr. Panini. Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How are you, Panini? I'm so good, Zach. Thanks for having me. How's the Thanks Barry's for- boot camp life? It's great, you know, just working out, <laughs> running, sweating, looking at living your best life, getting getting fully ready for 2022. You're gonna come in with the 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 new body. Well, I guess you already have a great body. You can't come in with any anything better. I mean, it could always be better, right? <laughs> Um, also, please welcome one of my personal favorites. I was rooting for her all the way into the end. You remember her from Monday's episode. Please welcome in. Please welcome back, Miss Brooke, Brooke Lesk. Hi, my love. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm it's good. been a long, long time, time since we've chatted. <laughs> I know. You know all the tea. <laughs> I do know all the tea. And now I got to get all the tea from all of your cast members. Um, let's also welcome in Mr. Benji, who dressed up nicely for me today. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. <laughs> all for you, Zach. Is all for me. I love that you even rocked the blazer just for hashtag no filter. Oh baby, it's business on top, fun on bottom. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's also welcome one of your your main competition, Mr. Martin. Hi, how are you guys? I'm great. I love this this winter vibe that you've brought in today. I wanted to wear a Christmas sweater, and then I was like, I think that's just a little too much. Yeah, you know, I'm in a aesthetic gay, so I have to blend in with the background. <laughs> I love it. Um, please welcome Hina, another fan favorite who I was rooting for until the very end, and I was sad to see her heart get broken on Twelve Dates of Christmas. Hina, how you doing, girl? Oh, I'm good. And it's okay. No hard feelings at the end. I appreciate you hurting for me or with me. Were you, were you happy? Were you happy to at least have sailed off single? And now you get to live your best life. You don't have to worry about buying anybody a Christmas present. I mean, yeah, that was actually what I was thinking in the back of my mind. I was like, well, you know, the silver lining is I don't buy anyone a present now. So that was kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, I got to save some money. And I think that's the, the takeaway at the end of that show. So. Now we have, I love it. I love it. Uh, we have the lady with the curls that was just doing the most. I need her to give us some twirls with those curls. Please welcome Nicole. Hi, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to have you on. I was sad to see you go. I feel like I'm seeing all of you now. I'm like, I, I was so sad to see each of you get kicked off of this show. Like damn Markel and and Danny. Danny can Danny's I'm, Brooke. I'm sorry. I'm throwing Danny in the trash. <laughs> JK, JK. <It's> fine. <laughs> um, and then we have Miss Miss Ari. How you doing, Ari? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I love that you're rocking the red just in time for Christmas. 
Yes, I'm trying to get in the holiday spirit, you know, even though we still haven't decided between Mariah and Ariana Grande. Mm. Hot <laughs> debates, hot debates. Do you have a holiday for Christmas? I don't. I wish. I mm. mean, listen, after this interview, who knows? possible. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, um, the hunky with the beard that just came in to kill the competition, but sadly went home too soon. Please welcome Mr. Tom. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. How you doing, Tom? Doing really well. Better now. Is everybody single? Are we are we dated up? Are we booed up? What is the update, Tom? How are you doing? I booed up. Uh, a booed up with the up. same boo. Mm, spoiler alert! I uh, <laughs> didn't work out. It didn't work out with Jean Paul. We still love each other as friends, but I met somebody closer to home in my own backyard. So, <laughs> wow! Yeah. You didn't need a dating show. You just had to go into the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm going to try that. I don't have a backyard. I'm in a building in downtown, but I'm going to go into the back alley. There are usually a few guys hanging out back there. I feel like I may be able to nail it. Great call. Great call. Is anybody else boot up for the holidays? Or are we all I seeing? Mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the distance has been very, very complicated, but I mean, Winston and I are still working on it. What does working on it mean? Like, you like know. we have naughty FaceTimes, like, you know, we are making a trip out for this Christmas to spend it's it with some family. Everything, everything you want it to mean. Mm. Yeah. Hina, but. what about you? I feel like we had to watch you write it all the way out until the end. Were you disappointed with the final result? No. No, I was, um, I think that at a certain point, um, it was kind of a, um, it wasn't a shock um, when it happened, I think for either of us, it had been rocky for a while. So it was kind of like, okay, you know, it was, it was a relief to some extent, I think on both of our sides, Amanda and I, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm just, you know, dating here, dating there, you know, doing my thing. Have you talked to Amanda at all? Um, no, no, because you don't want to, or because you've iced her out. It's not as vicious as that sounds. Um, neither of us has reached out to each other. So it's not like I'm over here. Like, you know, if she, if she called me tomorrow, I'd pick up and be like, Hey, how's it going? No hard feelings. But I just, um, I want to also give her space because I know that this was like an incredibly, intense possibly traumatic time for her so i don't want to be like but you know blowing her phone up and um i personally don't need closure so i'm like you know you you are the one that i feel like should reach out to me if you want to have a relationship with me because she knows where i stand on it and i'm just like whatever um whatever happens nicole have you heard from her at all from amanda mm -hmm. i have i have um we like we've texted like about the show like because I she saw the show I haven't seen it like fully yet so she'll tell me like Nicole like I made her cry and stuff like so um, yeah you know we we texted small but like you know we just started texting ever since the show came out so we weren't even that close in the house though I didn't get a chance to really know Amanda in the house but I wanted to but I kept stealing time. <laughs> what about you, Ari? So I have spoken with Amanda. Me and Amanda are actually like really good friends now. Um, over the summer, she apologized for kind of how some things happened. Um, and we were able to put it past ourselves. So, you know, I told her like, we can be friends for sure. <clears throat> so I was pleasantly surprised. Um, and obviously she's reached out to me since the trailer came out and now the whole show was out. So, mm -hmm. Is, is Amanda close to anybody? I haven't seen her in many Instagram stories. I feel like a lot of you guys have gotten together. Has anybody connected with her? I, I have Amanda and I haven't reached out to each other since the show dropped. Um, I'm trying to think if I even have photos with Amanda. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, guess I was in that crazy ass uh, reindeer outfit with her. <laughs> so I had a scene with her there. But uh, oh, we've like commented on each other's posts and stuff, but there's not like any closeness there. <laughs> okay. Benji, what, how are you doing now that 
the show has come out. I feel like I've seen a lot of people on Instagram stories sad that you went home so soon. Which you I know, was sad about uh, too. I was rooting for you from the very beginning. I was like Team Benji all the way. There's a lot of avenues I can answer this with, um, and a lot of ways that we can go with this. But I think the clean and simple way is, I appreciate that I was, um, up, you know, interested by the audience, and I wish I could stay there longer. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing well. These these Twitter games out here are loving Benji. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Uh, I went out there and was vulnerable, just like the rest of my castmates. I was really there for finding that opportunity for love. And it just wasn't meant to be. And it's okay. And Markel and I are on very good terms. We saw each other recently at Atlanta Pride. Um, Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, we saw each other at Atlanta Pride and he gave me a hug. And it was it was a beautiful moment. So, like, there's no bad blood. And people have been asking about Markel and, like, you know, was it really bad? And people kind of been bashing him a little bit online. And Brooke and I talked about this last night and I gave my, my opinion on it. And clearly Markel needed to figure out some closing of his own chapters in his life. And there's no hard feelings for anybody to, to take care of themselves, to prepare themselves for a better future. I'm very understanding of that. Would I wanted to stay on longer? Absolutely. Was anybody salty that he clearly had unresolved issues with his ex and yet he's coming into a dating scenario where he should have had those issues put to bed? Did anybody feel a little deceived in any way? Um, I'll I'll jump in here. I do feel Mm -hmm. like he was pretty checked out by the time I came into the lodge. So it was kind of shocking or off-putting to me to get this feedback. Like I'm not opening up and I'm like, I just got here five minutes ago. So it was a little like off put by that at the time because he already had great relationships with some of my other castmates. And I wish I would have gotten that in the house. Since then, he has reached out and asked how I've been feeling about everything. And we've had great, like a great text combo and stuff. And he's a great guy, but I just didn't really get to see him or know him that well in the house. But he, yeah, when I came in. Oh, yeah, go ahead. It was. Mark. Yeah, when I came in, it was like I was the last guy that came in for Markel. And it was a night where I saw JP and Tom kissing. And I was like, wait, what is going on in this pod? <laughs> it was just like a mess, you know? And then I saw Penny and Markel being great friends. So I was like, okay, what? Like, I was like, I'm for sure going home tonight. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, he's not going to send the couple home. Markel and Penny are pretty good friends. So I was just like, this is kind of a mess. (laughs) Tom, can you explain what happened between you and JP? Because I feel like we didn't really get the story. We just found out that there was chemistry and you guys were hot and heavy. Like, what was going on? Were there blowies in the bathroom? Like, how did this progress? (laughs) Well, so so when I moved into the the knee, Jean-Paul and I were all in a tiny little bunk room. And these rickety bunk beds above each other. And I just, I remember seeing John Paul with his shirt off and I went, damn. And I think he was making a point to show his, show the goods around the room. And mm. sparks flew in the bedroom there. We had thankfully some, some interactions that did not get recorded or put on camera. And uh, if the worst you see on the show is that little drunken bed scene, I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> oh, so there were more drunken bed scenes. Uh, no, no, there was, just, there was a, there was a closet moment. Oh my god, I love it. Um, okay, uh, Penny, how did you feel when you finally got the opportunity to be the lead? Like, were you expecting to go home? Because Tom and JP were so hot and heavy. I don't think any of... I was kind of confused of whether they were going to stay or go. And then obviously Markel ended up bowing out and giving you the lead. It was... It, it truly was a surprise. I, I don't... I think... If I, if, I mean, anyone can back me up. Like, I think the only, the only ones that knew were Markel and like the executive producers, like literally like Danny and Amanda, they didn't even know. No one knew. And it truly was a surprise. It caught us all off guard. All of our faces on camera were like authentically, like what we were feeling at the time. Like, um, it was, I, 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 up until that point, I guess I, 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 I was pretty confident that I was, that was gonna get to stay but that was the first elimination i think me and and martin and tom and john paul we were i i thought i was going home i I, like like legit i think the four of us were like what the fuck is happening and so none of us got to go home and then the whole script flip i mean that was it was pretty surreal It, it was it was it was one of the best like moments of my life just 
surprise wise and just you could feel the love and the support from everyone in that room from like camera crew from 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 you know producers to cast members everyone was just i mean crying and clapping it was it was it was surreal okay we need to settle the biggest debate in the house though team brooke or team nikki oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> But I lived with Nikki. Like her and I were roommates in the house the whole time that I was there. So, you know, I had to root for my girl, Nikki. And she was determined. She said, one thing I'm going to do is get my man. (laughs) And she got him. I mean, it was a claw to the end, Brooke. I love her, but I think she's better off. I think she's too good for Danny. Just being honest with you. I love you, Tom. Thank you. (laughs) I was definitely Brooke. That was my girl. We got the closest in the house, I think. Um, I love Nikki, but, you know, but I agree with Tom. She's better off. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank I, you. <laughs> I love Nikki. I mean, I'm, I'm close with them. They're amazing. I mean, I mean, you can see on the show. I mean, I, up until like a certain point, I was, I was team Brooke all the way. I mean, I even like had calls with Danny and interaction with Danny basically being like, choose, choose Brooke. Like go with Brooke, um, but uh, I mean now now where they are, you know, like she loves him though. She like wholeheartedly loves that man. Oh, so they're still together. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And like it's again like the distance sucks, but they're making it work. But yeah, but she like loves that man, and I think you know it's. You know, is that same intensity happening with you and Winston? Yeah, I mean, it's, we literally live on opposite ends of the country. And what, like, you know, it, it's, it's been like, what, eight months? It's, it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's, it's really hard. I mean, Tom and Jean Paul, they've been doing long distance. A lot of us have, just have experienced the distance and it, it, it takes a toll on the relationship, it takes a toll on both with people yeah it's it's really hard like your intentions might be good and you but i don't know i think we're all doing the best they can and just like nikki and danny like nikki lives here in uh, california danny lives in fucking florida like they do the best they can it's hard brooke would you have been willing to have had a long-term distance relationship with danny given the opportunity Uh so we spoke about that too, which you didn't get to see on the show. I've done long distance before. And I think my max time I would do long distance would be like a six month cutoff. And then some compromise would have had to be made because I, I can't do long distance either. Like P it's, it's, it's taxing. It's, it's a lot. Like you, you have to have plans to like take another step together. So yeah. probably, yeah. Long-term. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hina, did you, was there anybody else in the house that you connected with at all? Obviously we saw Tom and JP were getting hot and heavy under the sheets, but was there anybody (laughs) else that you were connecting with besides Amanda? I mean, yeah, that was like kind of our main conflict. It was like, I think in the house I had two of Amanda's love interests that were very um, enticing to me and it it was unfortunate because the timing of it all. Um, so the two people that I was interested in, or yeah, I mean, obviously Chrissy, you saw that on the show. Um, and then as well, Rachel Sherman uh, came on the show and they were the two, one before me and one after me. So the timing of it was like, I still wasn't sure how I felt about Amanda. And I was, I, I liked her. I thought she was beautiful. And I was just trying to get to know her personality a little bit. And then these two girls come in and it kind of puts you in a weird place because you don't want to go home, right? right? So you're like, okay, well, I need to focus on the relationship I need to focus on. But then there's also these two other potential connections. And then because there's like an elimination embedded in like the, the way the show lays out, you're like, okay, so if I pursue either one of these, I'm going to go home. But, you know, it was like a flirtatious, like, um, you know, thing. And Chrissy and I, um, we shared a room. So we got really close and then um, Rachel, like the second day, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but um, I, I'm just gonna say it because fuck it. Um, Hashtag no filter. Rachel, yeah, Rachel and I had um, shared a kiss as well on the show behind closed doors, uh-huh. and um, it wasn't like an up all night thing. It was literally just a kiss in the bathroom. But um, 
you know, obviously they both went home like consecutively. And then, so at that point in the show, I kind of felt like, you know, man, um, sorry, my dog is playing with the toy. Um, at that point in the show, I felt like, man, you know, I feel like I missed out on a connection because on like a, on an emotional level, on like a, a level that maybe I wasn't receiving at the time from Amanda, I felt like I was really connecting with them in the way that I hope to connect with people when I went on a show like this. Um, so yeah, it's hard. Uh, it was hard. It was a difficult position to be in. And I feel like also like, you know, people are shitting on me on Twitter for like being like this like chaotic, promiscuous, like slut or whatever for like kissing multiple people. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, we all kind of went on this show to find love and it's like, you know, I wasn't committed to Amanda. I knew her for like two days at that point. So it was like, I was there for the reason everybody else was there for. So. Listen. Right. I also feel like if I can just piggyback off that, that's a double standard because if yeah. Tom and JP aren't catching any flack for finding yeah, exactly. love and connection in their pod, like exactly. what is, what is the difference? Yeah. And exactly. And to piggyback on that, we were from the get go. It was, we were encouraged to find love wherever you find oh. it in. It wasn't oh. into the rules yeah. that they said, you know what, if it doesn't work with the lead, if there's someone else you're interested in, go for it. So there we go. That's also awesome. That's also the mindset I had going into the experience as well, too. I was like, okay, Markel, but also who else? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if it doesn't work out with one, the best way to get over one guy is to screw five more. That's my motto. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes, right? That's the quote, right? Oh, seven more. Nicole, did you have your eye on anybody else? No? Uh, I mean, there was just like, I don't, I didn't have my eye on anyone else. Miss Nicole is straight, so she had no (laughs) As it could be, there was no one else to look at. I was just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes only. I mean, you weren't even willing to like, you know, fight Brooke and Nikki for, for Danny. Absolutely not. What about you, Ari? Was there anybody else in the house that you had your eye on? No, but I was like so supportive of everyone else that were like getting together behind the scenes, especially I the whole time they cut it out, but I kept calling Tom and JP my dads. So I was like, oh, adopt me. So I was so happy to see people like still find love because especially, and Hina might feel this way too, trying to date Amanda, like she was just very closed off. So it kind of felt like we were just existing like we weren't really getting anything in return so i was so happy to see other people actually get to find love were you expecting were you expecting amanda to actually pick somebody at the end given how little she was giving to her daters throughout the the entire show well, I knew the minute I got in the house, I knew Hina was the one that was going to go home. Like I knew Hina was going to go all the way, you know, all the way to the end. Yeah. So even when I got there, I was like, oh, so who are you into whatever? And Amanda told me like Chrissy on paper is who I would usually go for. But Hina and I just have something different. And that was consistent, even though Amanda definitely gave us all the same feedback multiple times. Um, <laughs> which like, bro, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> But I knew, like, Hina's going to make it all the way to the end. And she did. And she still didn't end up winning at the end of the day. Well, I don't think they wanted to. Like, I think they were better off in greener pastures of people that were emotionally available. Amanda wasn't emotionally available. Hina, how are you feeling about that? Um, Yeah, I have to agree. I think that it was like, you know, the whole point of like a reality dating situation is like, it moves really fast. You have to get to know people exponentially more quickly than you would in any other situation. You have to say how you feel when you feel it. You have to be a little crazy. You can't be so cautious with your heart. Is that scenario the way I normally go about my relationships? Not necessarily. I'm not like day two, do you like me? But um, you know, in this situation, time is of the essence. And I think I said that at one point in the show and it was shown, but um, it was kind of like, if you get rejected, like multiple um, gift giving ceremonies, like Ari said, we got the same feedback a lot. Like there's no romantic connection. There's no romantic connection. If someone that you're pursuing keeps telling you that, like, would you go on a date with some, some guy that, you know, um, rejected you twice, three times? And then, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I like you. And then how are you supposed to be like, okay, cool. So now I'm in this again. Like that is also something that people don't understand is like it when I was having like a meltdown, I think episode three or four, 
Um, it wasn't about like the overnight date. It was just more significant than that. Cause to me, it felt like she wasn't taking this, this process seriously. And she yeah. wasn't, it was more disrespectful. Cause it was like, okay, well, if you say that I have the strongest connection and I'm the only connection you have, then why not actually try with me? Then like rather give someone you just met this overnight date, because that was incredibly frustrating. I felt like I was wasting my time yeah. and at that point. I wanted to go home. Cause I felt like I was like wasting my time and my energy. I feel like I should have dated Amanda because that's my type is emotionally unavailable and probably taken. As lesbians, oh my I'm like, that's not going to work, babe. <laughs> Martin, is there anybody you had your eye on in the house or any DMs that you slid into after the show? <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> that's I yes. would say... I wish Benji would have stayed on longer for sure. Mm, so that you could have been the new Tom and JP. <laughs> I mean, me and I mean, me and Benji definitely slid into our DMs after the show for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> how hot and heavy did the DMs get? Um, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Benji. <laughs> Benji. <laughs> um. Wow. No, I, once we all got out of the, the lodge and everyone, you know, got their phones back, I ended up seeing, uh, we all get on the FaceTime together and I saw Martin. I was like, oh, wow, he is just beautiful. And we talked and nothing got too hot and heavy as far as like inappropriate, but you know, gay culture these days, it's, you want to see what they got going on. And it was never anything explicit. I think it was very gentlemanlike. And that's why I kind of wish I was, I was able to stay on the show or the structure and the format of this was just a little bit different. Um, maybe less dates or more time. And what they don't show you sometimes um, is just the amount of time that you actually get to spend with these people. And for mm -hmm. me, I didn't get any of that. Um, everything was cut and, you know, hard feelings are set aside at this point. It is what it is. Um, but there was no journey for a lot of us and not even any feedback at eliminations, but definitely something that I think Martin is very attractive. But it was one of those things that we go back to earlier. It was that distance thing. It's, do you try to pursue something from, from Georgia and LA, or do you look in your own backyard? I mean, it worked for Tom. <laughs> backyard. <laughs> <laughs> he found a man Top right in the backyard. I had a lot of friends DM me about like, who's Benji? Is he single? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, y'all, he's in Atlanta. Go get him. Send <laughs> him my way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Benji, are you single right now, or is there a man? In the in the moment, um, there's potentially a man. There is a friend that I have been in love with for the past five years. That this show taught me that there is limited time, mm. and with the current circumstances of COVID and many of experience, I am losing a lot of people near and dear to me, or people that are near and dear to me. They're losing a lot of people. So, as Hina said, time is of the essence, and I just had to feel like I needed to commit myself to saying that I love this person and. We'll see what happens, but let's hope that's what I'm kissing under the mistletoe this year. So you're pulling a Markel, and you just broke Ma Martin in my heart right now. <laughs> well, Martin was already <laughs> with another guy, and he also has his stalker on Twitter, too, so... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so Mar Martin's been playing the field for a minute. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I'm very, very single. Just <laughs> So everyone knows. Yeah. I, I mean, if that's the case, I'm very single, too. Send it my way, baby. <laughs> Is anybody wait, not did, wait? Did anyone else just catch that Zach just said he had a crush on Benji? Or I know I caught that. that. Brooke, just... that was <laughs> Brooke. We, we were gonna gloss right over that one. Uh -oh. <laughs> no, no, no. You we <laughs> <laughs> we weren't getting away with that one, Zach. Uh, yeah, we know who's your favorite. <laughs> You're all my favorites. We don't have favorites. <laughs> we don't have favorites. Yes, there you go. Only my favorites got invites on the podcast. Hey. Play safe, baby. Play safe. Ooh. Brooke, you I know I just talked to you on Monday, but are you still single? Yes. Yes, I still? am. Still? No holiday for still. Christmas? No holiday. No, just maybe my two labs and my niece and nephew. <laughs> I love that. So I wanna 
I want to round table and learn what everybody learned about themselves from going through this dating experiment. Because I mean, it really was you're dating on crack, you're the intensity, the emotions, the competition, the bathroom blowies, like all of it really (laughs) kind of, you know, intensified everything. So we're going to start with you, Tom, what did you learn most about yourself? um, Or just within your dating life? after doing 12 dates of Christmas? Uh, dating wise, I, I've learned that it's, it's it most important to just put yourself out there. Yeah. Say, which on, say what's on your mind, say what you mean. Just get it, be open and honest from the get go. And don't be too, too shy or worried about what they're going to think. Cause I was way in my head on that show and super anxious and also learned that my anxiety was not checked, <laughs> not well managed at the time. <laughs> Were you, when you came into the house and you saw who your suitor was going to be, were you interested or were your eyes or did your eyes immediately just go to JP? No, I mean, I thought Markel was a great looking guy, super tall, really handsome, um, seemed really nice, well put together. It's just the longer we talked to each other, there were just so many lulls. We just, we didn't mesh romantically like that. Yeah. What about you, Ari? What did you learn most from the experience? Um, I guess, you know, obviously like the corny stuff, like be yourself, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I also think too, um, going back to what Benji said, like everything is so quick. And I think if I could give any advice to like the season three people, just know you're going to be very tired. Like they're going to keep oh, you yeah. up till 12 or one o'clock and then wake oh, you no. up at five. Mm-hmm. And have you don't, five. Need to be, we don't need to be up till nine. Right. <laughs> Like you literally would be dressed and ready by eight o'clock to do nothing until two. And then they'll have you drunk the rest of the day and then do it all. Yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah. like a party. Seven days a week, no break. <laughs> yeah, no, good skincare. You'll need that. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. skincare, lots of eye gels. <laughs> I think that's what helps the tears come so easily as well. Is that like- <laughs> oh, the exhaustion. Really- yeah, that's why they do yeah. it. They get you drunk and exhausted. That way your emotion yeah. is just constantly pouring out. I mean, mm-hmm. sleep deprived. Brooke, we saw a lot of tears from you. What would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned about yourself? Uh, that being vulnerable isn't as scary as I thought it was. I mean, I pretty much experienced the worst of what can happen when you're vulnerable and you put your walls down. And I survived. I didn't die, you know had to go to therapy a little bit. No, I mean, <laughs> I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I mean, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm still working on fighting those walls, but I think that was the biggest lesson for me was it's not the end of the world. If you're vulnerable with someone and you just, it's the cliche, you know, like Ari said, be yourself. Um, yeah. Brooke, if you could pick the ideal winner for both Amanda and Markel or and or Pani, who would you say was the best match in the house? That is so difficult because uh. I was so wrapped up in my own pod. Oh my God. I, I don't know what was going on truly with feelings in the lesbian pod. Like I was roommates with Hina, Remy, and then Dylan and Leah would circulate it out while I was there. But like you catch bits and pieces of drama. I really don't think I can weigh in. I think it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And that was the best choice. I mean, I I don't have the information to weigh weigh in on that. Penny, how are you feeling? Even after after watching the show. Yeah. (laughs) Penny. Um, I would say it's a mix of, of what everyone said. I think the biggest thing for me, though, takeaway was just uh, just learning to be vulnerable in a sense of like truly allowing yourself to shine through and um, not having to like be someone else that you're not. And then the right person for you is going to like you for you, like authentically you. No games, no fronts, no nothing. And um, that was my biggest takeaway. Sure. Was it your idea to come in in a bear costume? <laughs> oh, I shit you not. The funny thing is, so season one, um, who was it that came in in the snowman? Uh, um, Jose, I think. Jose came in. Jose. Costume. <clears throat> Y'all, I remember watching season one being like, I already know, I already knew that I was going to be casted for this. And I, I was like, 
I'll be fucking damned if they put me in a goddamn fucking costume. <laughs> and then the night before I was supposed to go in the lodge, my producer Marco called me and was like, so we're thinking like, and I like, and they, they'd ask me, they're like, they're like, be thinking of like how you want to come in, your entrance. I was like, okay. I was like, I want to be flown in on a helicopter. I don't make an entrance. I have the budget for that. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Also, we'll, we'll rethink this. And then he was like, we're thinking of putting him in a bear costume. And I was like, the one thing I, I truly did not want to happen is happening right now. And, you know, but I was a good sport. I was like, look, if I'm going to do this shit, I'm going to do it. And like, I remember yeah. getting on all fours when they, when they say go, I got on all fours and I was like crying. And the director, I, the director was like, no, 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 no. T tell them to, tell them to like, just, just come in, just, just be standing up. Just don't, you don't have to do that. And I was like, I'm a method actor. And I was, like, into I was trying to like get into a bear. It was cute. Are you into bears? I like bears. I, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever hooked up with a bear before. I think, I mean, right. Like, I feel like bears typically go for bears, but like, I am not a bear. Don't let this fool you. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not. I'm not not into bears. Bears are sexy. Bears are sexy. Martin. Bears are sexy. Mm. What? Oh well, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest lesson Sorry. that you learned Martin, about? You know bears? <laughs> he's thinking about bear. He's thinking about bears and Benji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. By the way, I think I had like the worst entrance for sure. Like everyone, I had to sit in that santa claus costume for like two hours everyone sit on my lap read their note it was i was pretty drunk too i was asking for more. <laughs> i would need to be drunk to have to sit in the santa costume while yeah. everybody else played out their suits martin how long were you down there for in that costume i i think it was a total of two hours for sure <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot oh no and they put me in like in a fat suit. It was just too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say I, well, I, I wish I would have been a little bit more vulnerable on the show. I definitely felt like I was in my head and I was holding back. Um, and I think me and Penny definitely had a lot of those one-on-one -on -one conversations um, that they didn't show um, that he wanted me to like put myself out there a little bit more and I, I think I was just so in my head and I think I was just kind of trying to be cautious of what, what I was putting out. Um, but I definitely, I think that's one thing that I learned to just be more vulnerable. Don't hold back and just say what you feel and yeah, fuck everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like the odds would have been different had you been more vulnerable? Um, I think it would have, Yeah. I think, I think so. I think if I would have opened up a little bit more to Penny, I think it, I mean, I'm not going to like Winston and Penny definitely have a really strong chemistry and I definitely saw it. Um, but I think it would have probably been a more difficult choice for Penny if I would have opened up more to him. Yeah. Martin, I'm not going to lie. I think like, I think the first time we all hung out after the show here in LA, I remember like seeing a different side of you. And I remember in my head being like, I wish I saw this Martin on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would that I have know, changed your answer, Bonnie? <laughs> what? Would that have changed your answer? Yeah, I think so. Martin, you have two potentials on this <laughs> podcast right now. They should I just all get us back into the house. <laughs> Baby. All bear costumes. All bear costumes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a, big, a big furry orgy. <laughs> I mean, the white party, you know, that was... It didn't show that. I, they well, didn't show that. Like, I, I feel like we kind of knew they weren't going to show that. What did we it miss? At the white party, at some point, before we all sat down, we were like mingling... And somebody somehow uh, a mistletoe somehow like like you know procured like it, it, from nowhere and next thing you know everyone's just like that was so weird <laughs> I hated it, it I hated so every second of that. Somebody <laughs> uh, mistletoe. Why, were there a lot of bad kissers in the house? 
I, I don't want to say bad catches. I think everyone was just caught off guard. No one was on their game. Mm. It was like, next thing you know, we're, we're hanging out, happy hour. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, oh, mistletoe. And like, everyone's just like, orgy kissing all their leads and shit. It's, crazy. it's a lot of And it was saliva. a lot of people's first kiss on camera. So they were yeah. pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, this was early on. To fi- what, at what point was this filmed or not aired? The- white party i think that was episode six so it was right before mm-hmm. we all sat around the table and played that like secret like fun fact game so, yeah it was okay. right before that dinner yeah because i remember i remember alex poor alex like the next day he was like i was really uncomfortable he was like i promise i'm a better kisser you know like people, <laughs> it was their first time kissing on camera but it was like there was no like lead up to it it was like here you know like you you, you could see the mistletoe being passed around and you're like oh fuck I'm, I have to do this. I'm next. Oh my God. <laughs> Has anybody ever intentionally led someone, not within the show, but just in real life, under the mistletoe to get that kiss? I don't think I have. Um, Listen, I'm having a Christmas party and I'm inviting yeah. some boys over and I'm about to hang mistletoe all around the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you get the man. <laughs> that's it, uh... Benji, what would you say is the 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 thing that you learned most about yourself after this experience? You know, it's, it's, I'm going to basically what everyone else said. It's about vulnerability and growing up being a person of color and being gay. Like you didn't see that on TV and what little reality there was in the early 2000s. Like you just didn't see those things. And my goal was to go on there and be open-minded and be completely vulnerable with myself. And I've always been vulnerable, but not to like, shut down and I had just exited a relationship right before being on that show and it was a detrimental relationship I mean it tore Mm. me up to pieces um never dating anybody five years younger than you ever again um (laughs) but (laughs) it it's about vulnerability and being in that cast like creating meaningful connections and relationships beyond romance that will carry the rest of your days and even people in this show that I wasn't on set with I think that I could call them at any point in time and just have a great time with them. Martin. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like there could be a great time to be had there. Won't you be a fly on the wall, baby? Yeah. Uh, Don't blush, Martin. (laughs) I'm just very shy. No, I think it would have been, it would have been fun to have, you know, those boys there. (laughs) <laughs> aka benji <laughs> hina how are you feeling about the exiting the show are you salty at all with how i mean i feel like if i were in your position i would feel so dragged on only to be let down at the end uh no i didn't feel like that at all um i mean also like what you didn't see is like before we went to uh, to hometowns, I had told Amanda that uh, if you take me home, you're taking me home as a friend. And that if you're taking someone home for Christmas that you want to find love with, take Remy. And because Remy was in it to win it. Re- Remy was like really feeling it. And like Remy was also my roommate. And like we talked about how we felt. And like, you know, I was sort of kind of torn because. At that point, I had already realized like my feelings about potentially wanting to explore other things. And so it was kind of like, I just felt guilty for being there, to be honest. Mm. Um, And then at the end, when we kind of parted, it was like, okay, now I can breathe. Um, And I feel like I didn't feel, I didn't feel dragged along at all. I felt like rather, it was almost like we were both just dragging each other to the end. It almost like Amanda and I together. It wasn't even like, uh, anything malicious on either end. It was just kind of like, okay, well, Amanda and I at least have a friendship. We at least have something. So it's like, we kind of had that going for us, sort of. And then at the end, it kind of felt like nobody else had even like the friendship connection that Amanda and I had. And it made the most logical sense for Amanda to take me, which I understood. But then in the end, kind of like forcing romance and then meeting like her family. And then them being like, are you in love? And I told them, like, I'm not in love, but Amanda's great. And, um, you know, and then that's why I kind of seemed checked out at the end, because it was like, it wasn't for me about romance anymore. I just kind of wanted us both to be set free from it so we can go and pursue what we wanted to pursue outside of 
the context of the show. And what would you say was the biggest th- lesson you learned about yourself or your dating life? Um, I definitely learned uh, what I'm, I learned more about what I'm looking for um, in a partner. And I feel like um, what was missing from this whole situation, what I now look for in people is like passion and I'm a fire sign. I'm a Leo. So it's like, I need to find somebody who's very passionate, who has a lot of like just fire, you know, and part of like the intrigue with like Rachel, um, Rachel Sherman and Chrissy was, um, kind of like they lit a fire under my ass. Like it felt like I was like on fire just being around them and it felt really exciting. And I missed that feeling of like excitement, um, in a relationship. And I forgot how important that was to me. And, um, yeah. And also just like, I feel like, um, you know, not taking myself too seriously and learning how to cope in high stress situations is something I've been working on. Um, but again, like I don't, I don't villainize myself in like my eyes, obviously, because I know what happened on screen the whole time, but definitely like when there's a camera on me, I should probably like learn how to like fucking relax. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you just need to wear a bear costume next time. Literally. Just give me like a paper bag at least. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Nicole? How are you feeling about the experience overall? And what would you say you learned? Um, well, as far as the experience, I had a really good time. Um, like a lot didn't show on camera and I don't know, in a way I was upset about it at first, but now I look back at it and I'm like, well, you know what? Now I have stories to talk about with the rest of the cast for like a long time because other people don't know that and we do. So it's like, okay, that could be like our little secret. We could enjoy, always talk about it. So, um, keeping those memories is super important and having pictures and stuff, like revisiting all these experiences. Like I really had a good time looking back. Um, as far as like what I got from it, um, I've learned to be very direct. I think going into experience, I was, I just, I was like Benji, very fresh new upper relationship too. Um, and I wasn't, and, and that relationship tore me up. So moving forward, I kind of wanted what's best for myself. I wanted to stand up for what like my boundaries were. I wasn't going to compromise that. Um, and then going into the show, I'm like, you know what? I never dated before. So let me go in, let me have fun with it. And as I was doing that, I kind of learned more and more what I wanted and more and more how to be direct with it. So I think that's what I took away from it. And that's what I'm using now out here where I came back home and I'm like, you know, I don't really care what anyone has to say. I know what I want. Um, and that's what I did. So I, I am that. dating back home and I did find a holiday. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I did. Hey. Um, we so, love to see it, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was, it just took me being direct about it and not caring what other has to say. Cause like everyone, it was literally what everyone has to say about, you know, what they learned from dating is literally what I've learned. And I kind of use all those tools back at home and now I landed myself a date. So we'll see how that goes. See, I need to get that to work for me because I'm too direct. I'm like, this is what I want. This is my timeline. I need a baby in two years. And it just doesn't work out. I, I you maybe- got to learn how to be like compromised. Like there's some, certain things you got to compromise, but then like there's certain boundaries where it's too serious, where it's like, okay, that I can't compromise. And you, you have to know when to take yourself out of the game and you have to use mm-hmm. that in your dating life in general. All right. Well, we'll, there's what, a few weeks left in the year. We'll see if if your advice lands me a holiday, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. I mean, if not, maybe at least I'll get, you know, a nude in the DM. That'll perk things up for me. (laughs) A little spicy, too. Gotta need the balance. Oh, what are you saying? I should post more thirst traps on Instagram? (laughs) Well, I don't know about thirst traps. If you want to, though, if you want to be a little spicy. Go ahead. <laughs> I should clearly. I should just dress up in a bear costume. Hey, darn <laughs> damn bear! <laughs> All right. Well, everybody needs to go and watch Twelve Dates of Christmas, available on HBO Max right now. Go and binge it, and then follow each of these lovely contestants. Tom, where can they give you a follow on the on the the social meds? I am at Tom J. Seymour on the social meets. And the DMs are open? Uh, oh, well, no, you got a man in the backyard <laughs> no, now. Yeah. Is there room for a man in the front yard, too? <laughs> Not know, at this time. A train, a train <laughs> situation? No? Okay. Well, better luck next time. Ari, where can we give you a follow on the social meets? 
You can follow me at I am Ari Kari, A-R-I-C-A-R-I. And I mean, Tom, if you have a party, let me know. <laughs> I want to meet this man in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all the yards. Um, Benji, where can we keep up with you? I mean, I know men are already blowing up those DMs, but if any new People fans want to join. And they're really not. Listen, but, uh, I saw your Instagram stories reposting all the thirsty <laughs> DMs you've been getting. Let's not play, Benji. That's the- this- you know what? Uh, anyways, uh, Instagram <laughs> at officially Benjamin. <laughs> I love it. Penny. Um, you can on Instagram. So at P Nolampoon, just P and then my last name. Love it. Martin, or if you guys have anything else to plug, now is your chance. Um, you can follow me at Martin and color. I love it. Hina. Um, mine is Kate Sabs. It's kind of confusing. Kate's my American name. K the number eight S A B Z on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. I love it. Nicole. (coughs) And check out those TikToks. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. I'm kind of funny. I'll say it. <laughs> Nicole. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Cologne Nicole underscore. I know Hina, Hina made my at name in the house, but I haven't changed it yet. It's in the curls. <laughs> the curls are always the, the game changer. Oh, is that? So I need a, I need a perm. Maybe. I need to be honest. I need to put on a bear costume and I need a perm. I think, I think 2022 is going to be my year, Nicole. (laughs) Good luck. I I, I want it to be your year. It has to be. Yes. With those clothes, you're going to get a date. (laughs) Brooke. Uh, Just my first and last name, Brooke Lusk. And you have a film coming out. And I have a film coming out December 10th. <laughs> Thank you for plugging that. I appreciate it. Yep. American Hi. Sicario in select theaters and online December 10th with Danny Trejo. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Yeah. Thank you guys for being my holidays this year. I, the the DMs have been a little too solo, but I'm glad we got a chance to connect and chat. I think we should have some some all-stars make some cameos in season three of 12 Dates of Christmas. I'm saying we need Brooke to be, now that she was done so dirty in that finale, we need to bring her in for next season. Yes. yes. I love Tag it. Tag HBO Max. Tag, <laughs> tag HBO Max. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You guys can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, or you can follow the show at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. I also do really silly things on TikTok at Just Plain Zach. So you can see me reenacting some housewife scenes, spilling some tea, and occasionally I'll like take you into my bathtub. So that's always a good time. <laughs> Catch Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on all podcast platforms, including the YouTube. And be sure to stock up on No Filter Wine. It's 14% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. So head over to nofilterwine.com to stock up for the holidays or get your Bravo bestie the best gift. Nofilterwine.com. Who doesn't love alcohol? I love alcohol. I drink too much. Um, But thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. If you haven't done so yet, go binge watch. And if you have, actually, if you already have, then do it again. Go binge watch 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max right now. Love you guys. Mean it. Bye.